All good things come to an end, including Scribble. Welcome to Scribble, 30 minutes of conversation, comments, and reviews on reading and writing, editing, publishing, and selling books. I'm Rebecca Wee. And I'm Don Wooten. Today, we sweep out and close up shop on Scribble. I thought it would be good... To say goodbye, yes, uh, rather than just have the disappear. program just disappear, which is what usually happens in this business. Yeah. Program's on, and all of a sudden, it's gone. It's gone, and you don't know why. <laughs> Probably because lots of us aren't very good at goodbye, so we'd rather just sort of slide away and say, you know, oh, it's not really over. It's not well, really Well, you know, ending. there's a sense of frustration. I am how many months? July. I'll be three months shy of 74 years in this business. Oh. <laughs> Actually, oh. 74 isn't a big thing. 75 would be really good. Oh, but uh, I don't know that either I or the station can stand it. <laughs> well, your listeners aren't going to like it. So you know, it, you it's funny. Uh I got a call from a friend I hadn't heard from in a long time who'd been advised that I was in decline and so on. So she called, and we spoke, and then she told him, oh, he's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You know, as as long as your voice holds up Mm -hmm. and as long as your brain doesn't go funny, the rest of your body can just go south. Yeah. As it has. On the radio when no one can see us with our stooping shoulders and our... (laughs) Lazy eyes and whatever else. Oh, yeah, wearing my tux. And you were that striking evening gown. Yes, exactly. Nice to dress for the occasion. (laughs) Actually, what he's saying is I'm wearing a T-shirt that says Mom of the Year, which I gave to myself on Mother's Day (laughs) (laughs) because I knew my kids were going to forget. So... (laughs) um, That's good. That's that's very good. I'm going to pull it out every Mother's Day and wear it. I got a Father's Day card. I encourage my kids not to bother with such things. Uh I got one. I thought, when was Father's Day? (laughs) (laughs) I lost track of that. I believe in Mother's Day, but all the rest of them, uh, they're just Hallmark things. they have Grandparents' Day, and I i don't know how many days. Special Friends' Day for, yeah, oh, it's yeah. just. Have you ever looked at uh, the events? I forget what this, the uh, site is, but you can look up anniversaries, events, and so on for the year. Yeah. And you call up a month, and there's a list as long as your arm yeah. for the things that are honored this month. Yeah. And then by the week. And then by the day. Yep. And so, yes, it'll be National Bubblegum Day or, <laughs> you know, something, yeah, that's... I got a column out of one of those. Uh-huh. I looked up Mother's Day, and there was another one that was different. 
It was M-O-T-H-E-R day. It was about moth hunters. Oh. Moth hunters day. <laughs> That's so, very interesting. So that, that triggered a column and got me out of that work for one week. <laughs> Elizabeth Bishop has a poem titled The Moth Man, M-O-T-H. Yeah. And that apparently came from a typo in the newspaper. She you know, was reading <laughs> something and it was a typo and it got her imagination going. So. Oh, yeah. Typos. I've lived with typos all my life. Oh. Yeah. And now with the pressure so intense in the newspaper business, yeah. boy, it's hard to avoid them. Yeah. Yeah. You hate to see it in the headline. Every... <laughs> <laughs> but they do occur. Yes, they do. Well, well we, and this, I don't know exactly what to say or how to sum up. Um, we started this program, uh, Roll Tweet and I, in October 14th. 2014. Okay. And uh, so we're going to fall short of that uh, anniversary in October. But uh, it really was to uh, fill a void that I felt we had when we lost uh, a book show. Yeah. Yep. By Faye Clow. Yep. <clears throat> when she died. Then we went for, oh, I think a year with no program on books. And I thought this. We've got to do something here. Yeah, yeah. So Tweet was doing nothing here but drinking coffee. So I thought, <laughs> Talking let's to go. students. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I love thinking of the two of you starting it and and maintaining it, and and it's maybe that's why I was sad all day today because I just thought I don't. I don't want it to end the friendship that you guys had and that the memories of that. He was um, probably my biggest advocate when I came here, you know, and I thought I was just coming to Augustana for one year. Um, but Roald was just constantly in my office bringing little carvings and bringing, um, you know, calligraphy. The, the I still have one on my wall that says, rhyme does not pay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he had that made and put on my wall. and But he was always sliding poems that he liked under my door and saying, you know, you need to read this. Well, Roel and I were both smitten when you, with you when you came here. You are, you are that rare creature, that great beauty and great mind. Aww. And when you encounter that, you tend to be dazzled. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet of you. Well, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Many years have passed, but is it funny how it happens? Yeah, yeah. You know, you're you're plugging along, and then suddenly you look back or look at the calendar, and you think, "Wait a minute." Yeah, I know. I thought it was 1960. What's exactly. going on here? Exactly. <laughs> or your kid graduates high school, and you're thinking, "But, but you were just a little munchkin," you know, and. Yeah. yeah, I know. I have a grandson who's 30 now, and I think I can't accept this. Yeah, yeah. And my children yeah. are entering their 70s. Yeah. I think, come on, no. break. That's my mom said. She said, I never felt as old as I did the first day I looked at you and your brother and sister and thought, they're getting old. <laughs> she said. And then I realized if you were getting old, I was in big trouble. And well, you know, one of the things that bothers me is it's actually slowed down my reading. 
Hmm. It's uh, it's hard to explain <clears throat> how the day fills up. It being what just sort of losing track of time. I don't know. It's just that everything I can't move easily. Oh yeah. So you know I tend not to, which is bad. I have to remember to get up and go. Yep. But uh, it's it's just surprising how much time can be taken up just going from the kitchen to sit at my desk and turn on the computer and just scan the stuff and read headlines and the New York Times, the Guardian, Washington Post, and then look up and I think, wait a minute, it's two hours later. Yeah. How did that happen? That's always been the thing about writing and reading, I think, is that if you are engrossed by it and something catches your imagination, oh, it's nothing to have a whole day disappear. And there you are going, well, I really only have a paragraph to show for the writing that that I did today that I like, but that's part of it, you know. Is... One of the frustrating things is when I go to sleep at night, if I'm not careful, I will start delivering a speech. Oh, uh, a topic will come to my mind, and I will just go through it as if I were giving a talk at great huh. length. And sometimes I think, oh, this is really good. i got to use a column for this. Sure. And the next morning I have no, no idea. No, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I remember that I was thinking about a topic, but those wonderful phrases that came oh, floating I by. Know. <laughs> I have that, too. I mean, sort of the the few moments before one falls asleep or right after you've woken up where maybe dreams are still fizzing in your head or but same thing you know something really brilliant or wonderful or oh, I have to do and then it's just gone or, or if I wrote it down before I fell asleep I'll look at it and I can't read it and I, nothing <laughs> nothing triggers anything and I think why why does it seem like something really intriguing is going well, on Well that's a problem I leave myself notes that I can't read uh-huh. I have no idea what that's about <laughs> Yep Oh well, dear Well you know Roald is a guy we miss Yep and uh, this show was built on him yeah. He, uh, I had some ideas for programs that I wanted to do. One of them was Rock Island Lines. Oh, yeah. And I thought, no, Roll Tweet would be better at this. Oh, and so I that dragooned you, him into huh? doing it. Oh, cool. And the book show, in order to, nobody was much interested in it but me. Mm-hmm. But I figured, well, Roll's a sucker for this kind of stuff, so sure. I'll get him. Yeah. Yeah, and it worked out beautifully. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, you. You said something about a he's a poem you were looking for. Oh yeah. Well, one of the poems that I remember him sliding under my door in the early days, um, was it was called the title is On Angels, and it's by the Polish poet Czesław Milosz, and it's. Very mysterious, um, and often what my colleagues would do, they don't do it so much now, but um, I started to learn who liked poetry or wrote poetry secretly because colleagues would slide something into my office and say, uh-huh. what do you think? And I thought, <laughs> oh, no, I don't want that job. <laughs> I don't want to tell. But this was one that I hadn't read before that rolled 
And it is, it's a little, it's not narrative. So let yourself float listening to it because it's, okay. it's mysterious and it's not, not going to be completely clear okay, necessarily. Okay, let's hear it. And so I'll give you my surprise. <laughs> on angels. All was taken away from you. White dresses, wings, even existence. Yet I believe in you, messengers. There where the world is turned inside out, a heavy fabric embroidered with stars and beasts, you stroll inspecting the trustworthy seams. Short is your stay here. Now and then at a matinal hour, if the sky is clear, in a melody repeated by a bird, or in the smell of apples at the close of day, when the light makes the orchards magic. They say somebody has invented you, but to me this does not sound convincing, for the humans invented themselves as well. The voice, no doubt it is a valid proof, as it can belong only to radiant creatures, Weightless and winged, after all, why not? Girdled with the lightning. I have heard that voice many a time when asleep. And what is strange, I understood more or less an order or an appeal in an unearthly tongue. Day draws near, another one. Do what you can. Huh. Very nice. Yeah, isn't it interesting? So after that unearthly tongue, you've got a little colon, and then these three little lines, day draws near another one. Do what you can. You know, it is amazing. <clears throat> At certain points in my life, uh, my right brain is asleep most of the time. Uh -huh. But all of a sudden, I won't hear a voice, but I will have a, a sudden thought. Uh -huh. That will change my life on a dime. Yeah. And I mean really change. Uh-huh. And I think, am I acting on impulse? But no, I just know this is what I should do. Yeah. That's why I left television and got into politics. Just in one conversation, I thought, that's it. Yeah. I'm out of here. That's... And <laughs> That's kind of, I mean, the idea that this is being addressed, this poem is being addressed to angels and saying, you know, people say you don't exist, but I hear you, you know, yeah. I can hear you. And I think, yeah, what is that? You know, what what is that voice? The one that is yet to be resolved is when I realized that I couldn't raise five kids in a two-bedroom house. We had to get a big home, yeah. And the one I looked at and really wanted uh, cost two thousand dollars too much, yeah. And it stayed on the market for a year, and I was able to get the price down oh. to a huge fifteen thousand dollars. Okay. At the time, it was all took all I had to do that. But the thing that attracted me is when I went to that house for the first time. And the woman who lived there opened the door. I thought, I'm going to die in this house. <gasps> you had the moment. Yeah. I mean, and so I thought, I've got to get that house. Yeah. Yeah. And it took a year to get it. And now I can't move. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Yeah. 
Well, it's kind of like students who come to look at Augustana's campus and just say it felt like home. I just knew this is where I wanted to be. I, you know, didn't meet a teacher, didn't talk, you know, didn't take a class, but this just felt like home. Yeah. And yeah, I think we have to listen to those oh, those yeah. things. You don't I, you don't want to miss those. It was I didn't intend to get married, but on that sudden impulse, mm-hmm. I just turned to Bernadette and said, "I think we should get married." She <laughs> said, "Yeah, I think we should." <laughs> what? <It's> so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> so romantic. Yeah. Well, that's when I fell passionately in love with her, though. Yeah. But, yeah. But not until that moment. Isn't that, yeah? It is amazing how the mind talks to you. Well, listen, we're rambling on. And I thought it would be interesting to play something, a little skit that was done by John Cleese and Connie Booth about a bookstore. Oh, We talk about books at bookstores, so this is really different. But what the heck's the last show? (laughs) Yeah. They can't cancel. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Here we go. Can you help me? Good morning. Do you have um, 30 days in the San Marquand Desert with the Duchess of Kent by A.E.J. Elliot O.B.E.? Well, I don't know the book, madam. Oh, never mind. How about 101 Ways to Start a Fight? Uh, By? An Irish gentleman whose name eludes me for the moment. Uh, No, well, we haven't got it in stock. Well, not to worry, not to worry. Can you help me with David Copperfield? Ah, yes, Dickens. No. A bigger pun? No, Edmund Wells. I think you'll find uh, Charles Dickens wrote David Copperfield, madam. No, no. David Copperfield was written by Charles Dickens with two Ps. This is David Copperfield with one P by Edmund Wells. David Copperfield with one P? Yes. I should have said, I. Yes, well, in that case, we don't have it. Funny, you got a lot of books here. Yes, but we don't have a David Copperfield with one P by Edmund Wells. I'm so sorry. You're quite sure? Quite. Not worth just looking? Definitely not. How about Great Expectations? Yes, well, we have that. That's G-R-A-T-E, Expectations. <laughs> also by Edmund Wells. Yes, well, um... In that case, we don't have it. We don't have anything by Edmund Wells. Actually, he's not very popular. Not Nicholas Nickleby? That's K-N-I-C-K-E-R, Nicholas. No. Christmas Carol with a K? No. How about a sale of two titties? (laughs) Sorry to trouble you. Not at all. No, as I say, we're right out of Edmund Wells. No, not Edmund Wells. Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens? Yes. You mean Barnaby Rudge? No, Barnaby Budge by Charles Dickens. That's Dickens with two Ks, the well-known Dutch author. No, but we don't have Barnaby Budge by Charles Dickens with two Ks, the well-known Dutch author. And perhaps to save time, I should say that we don't have Carnaby Fudge by Dolls Chickens. <laughs> Farnborough Sludge by Miles Pickens, or even Stickwick Stapers by Fowls Wickens with four M's and a silent Q. Why don't you try W.H. Smith? I did. They sent me here. I wonder, uh... Yes, go on. 
I wonder if you might have the amazing adventures of Captain Gladys Stoke pamphlet and her intrepid spaniel stig among the giant pygmies of Beckles. <laughs> Volume 8. Oh, we don't have it. Funny, we've got a lot of books here. Well, I mustn't keep you standing oh, around all the... No, 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 we haven't. No, but I just no, think... no, we haven't. We're closing for lunch. No, but no I... I'm sorry. Wait, I'm wait, sorry. I saw it over there. I saw it over there. What? Uh, Olsen's Standard Book of British Birds. Olsen's Standard Book of British Birds? Yes. O-L-S-E-N. Yes. B-I-R-D-S. Yes. Yes, well, we do have that, as a matter of fact. The expurgated version. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. The expurgated version. The expurgated version of Olsen's Standard Book of British Birds? The one without the gannet. <laughs> It's in all the books. Well, I don't like them. They wet their nests. Right. Any others you don't like? Any other birds you don't like? Don't like the robin. The robin, right? The robin, the robin, the robin. There we are. Anything else? The nuthatch. The nuthatch. The nuthatch. Right there you are. No gannets. No robins. No nuthatch. There's your book. I can't buy that. It's torn. <laughs> This is a bookshop. How about Biggles Combs' his hair? No, no, we don't know. That one's funny. The Gospel According to Charlie Drake? No, no, no. Try me again. Oh, I know. Ethel the Art of Art goes quantity surveying. No, no, we really. Ethel the Art of Art goes quantity surveying. Ethel the Art. We've got it! Please, please! Quantity surveying, there's your book now. Buy it. I don't, I don't have enough money. I'll take a deposit. I don't have any money. I'll take a check. I don't have a checkbook. I've got a bank one. I haven't got a bank account. Right, I'll buy it for you. There we are. There's your change. That's for the taxi on the way home. There's your book. There's your book. No, wait, there's your book. Wait, wait. What? 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 I can't read. You can't read. Sit! Ethel <laughs> the Aardvark was hopping down the Rift Valley one lucky summer morning. I always like John Cleese. <laughs> yes, he's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me, though, the humor of, yeah, how do you spell something and how do you pronounce something and what do you do when you jumble you know, an author's name with a character's name. Um, it's perfect. It's oh, yeah. Great. It's, uh, I have collected so many crazy recordings over time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we used to, uh, we had um, Saturday Morning Live used to run for four hours. Oh. And we filled it with all kinds of crazy things. Oh. It's, uh, it was just one of those interesting situations. Uh, John Dombeck was my co-host, and we had uh, programs from the BBC that were quite popular. My Word, My Music, okay. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, yeah. but they didn't fill up four hours. So we oh. talked around it, and we played all kinds of funny things, interesting music. 
over time, as other programs intruded, we whittled it down. Uh-huh. Finally, it's just an hour now and just a conversation. Yeah, yeah. But we had a lot of fun with it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, The nice thing about radio is you, just, you can just make it up as you go along. Mm-hmm. Like everything we do in life. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, that's just... true. It's, uh, it's, it's an interesting medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can explore ideas. You can share laughter. You can tell poignant stories that are deeply affecting. You can enact dramas. Play music. Yeah, we used to sit around the radio in radio's golden period. Yeah. And the family, we'd listen to Fibber McGee and Molly and so on. And uh, I've spoken of listening to Lights Out, everybody, uh-huh. where the guy said, I just saw a spider as big as a dog. Scared the pants off me. And that spider lived under my bed for weeks. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yep. (laughs) But your mind really can work. Yeah, yep. No, my dad, who's a baseball fanatic, remembers listening to the baseball games on the radio and what a joy it was when you finally got to actually go to the ball field. But the sound, I guess, for him of the bat hitting the ball was was all about radio. Well, what was interesting is they'd do a play-by-play and not even be at the game. They'd be reading a teletype account and they'd recreate it. One of the Mm -hmm. ways we used to sign off on Saturday Morning Live in the last segment was by Sharon Lewis and Bram. It's a a little folk group that put together to Mm. play songs for children. And one of them just caught my fancy. And so we would play it quite often at the end of the program. And with your indulgence, I want to play it for you now. All right. just shot me back to childhood and I don't know where why I know those words and why I know that song um my parents used to make us all sing in the car when we went on trips and so maybe it's from that but I know that song and I haven't heard it probably since I was a kid that's oh thank you (laughs) well it's uh 
You know, it, I thought it expressed our affection for the audience yeah. and for each other and uh, yeah. uh, John Dombeck and all the people who worked with me over the years. Yeah. And thank you, Rebecca, for stepping in for role. Oh, thank it's you been for a pleasure. inviting me to do it. Um, yeah, it's been wonderful. And I'm honored that you had me join you when I have no experience with <laughs> the radio. And, well, that's okay. Uh, when I started radio, I had no experience either. So, <laughs> yep. But that'll do it. This is the final edition of right. Scribble. With uh, Rebecca Wee and Don Wooten. We've enjoyed your pleasure and uh, we love you a bunch. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So bye bye. 